This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. You're listening to Dollars and Change on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School, Sirius XM 111. Welcome back. You are listening, and we're so glad you are, to Dollars and Change here on Sirius XM 111 Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. I'm Sandy Hunt. And I'm Cheryl Coolman. And we are glad you guys are with us for the conversation. We, of course, want to remind you that you can join us for it by calling 1-844-WHARTON. That's 1-844-942-7866. We have a great segment coming up for 30 minutes, and then we'll jump into our open segment where we will recap what we learned from our guests talk about some current things happening in and around social impact, and hopefully talk to some of you. So please do give us a call. We love to hear what's on your mind and have you join the conversation. We just wrapped up with Jennifer Kenning, CEO and co-founder of Align Impact, talking about how you can align your impact, aptly (laughs) named, um, and making sure you're thinking about all of your asset classes. So we'll recap her big takeaways and advice to our listeners in our fourth segment. But for this segment, exciting, especially if you're a Philadelphian, we welcome Delilah Wilson-Scott. She's the SVP of Community Investment at Comcast, has been there since 2016, and we're excited to talk to you today. Thanks for being with us, Delilah. Thank you for having me. Good morning, Sandy. Good morning, Cheryl. How are you? We're doing well, thank you. And it's finally starting to look like spring here in Philadelphia, so we've had a... Yes, it, it took some time, but it is here. <laughs> it certainly Four took Four nor'easters <laughs> later. Here we are. But it really, yesterday was, what, 50-something? Something. Like yeah. It had a little chilly, but you would have thought it was 90. <laughs> right. Folks were just so happy to be out of the it's puffy true. coats, and boy, I can't wait to pack those up. So, Delilah, we're excited to talk to you. Um, you know, you're at the helm of the, the impact for one of Philadelphia's, you know, largest, most powerful, most visible companies. Um, a big opportunity you took on two years ago. Tell us a little bit about um, where Comcast was in 2016 with their impact, and then we'll go into some specifics about where you've taken it and where you're going. Sure. I mean, I think what's what's exciting is at this time, and and it's uh, it's great that you started with spring. But this is the time of year we have our annual day of service, Comcast Cares Day. So, even when I came here, it was actually the 15th anniversary. We are now going into our 17th Comcast Cares Day, if you can believe that. Um, and basically, it's a great way for us to celebrate and really take some time to talk about our year-round commitment to volunteerism. It's been part of our culture since day one. Back to our founder, and it's just incredible to see how it's grown to date. I mean, this year, in fact, we're going to reach the one million volunteer milestone, which we're quite excited about. Um, But this year alone, we'll have 100,000 volunteers, uh, in fact, a few thousand, 3,000 right here in the Philadelphia area. This program has grown incredibly. It now touches over 20 countries around the globe. So we're just, uh, you know, it's again, it's a great time for us. It's nice that at times with April and spring and Earth Week and a, a great testament to our culture here at Comcast. So for our listeners, you know, I think everyone has their own vision of these CARES Day, probably anchored in what they participated in or maybe their, their parents company, yeah, or, the, you know, have participated right, in their companies. Um, and so, you know, paint the picture for us. What is what is CARES, you know, weekday, the, the, the Comcast CARES experience look like uh, for your employees? 
Definitely. And I do think one of the things that really brings Comcast Care Day to life is all the stories over the years that you hear and some of the places that we've been to for five years and kind of the longstanding relationships we have. I want to talk a little bit about what I'm doing for Care Day. Maybe that'll help bring it to life. Sure. But I will be down in Houston. Um, and Houston is just an incredible place. Most of us know that Houston got more than its fair share of coverage last year with the hurricanes. And Disasters take a toll on a community. It takes a toll on our nonprofits, but certainly those who are who are on the bubble. And we have been fortunate to work with the with the Houston Food Bank for five years now, and we'll be doing an incredible project with them. Um, and just to kind of speak to their year-round commitment, it's one of the largest food banks in the country. In fact, in Houston, uh, typically they're seeing about 60, over 65,000 people who are hungry every single day. 5,000 of those being children. Just since the hurricane season, as you can imagine, food banks are one of the places that that really take a lot of um, um, of, of the people in in that time of need. But they've had over seventy thousand volunteers since the hurricanes have hit, and really wow. have doubled down on what they're doing there. So we're adding to that momentum. I'll be with over five hundred people on the ground. Uh, we bring in a lot of our other community partners as well. We'll be packing up backpacks for kids to take home over the weekend. Many children going to school is their only chance at having a meal. Yeah, that's a terrible statistic. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And uh, again, we sort of pack backpacks so they can take home over the weekends for both them and their families. Uh, We'll be putting together relief packs. There are still people that are suffering from the disaster. And again, when you're living on the brink, um, it, it takes one catastrophe to really pull everything apart. And hunger is really just, uh, again, it's a, it's a terrible thing. It's happening in many places, places around the country. Uh, and we're just glad to partner with an, uh, the excellent Houston Food Bank to bring this to life. So that's what I'll be doing. But that's one of many stories. Uh, just given it's spring and the timing with Earth Week, it's also another moment for us to draw, double down on our commitment to having over 500,000 employee hours dedicated dedicated to green projects. So given the season, there's a lot of cleanups. In fact, yesterday we were at the grounds of Laura Sims, um, which is in Cobbs Creek, doing an excellent event with Snyder Hockey. It was fabulous. We had Jocelyn and Monique Lamaru from the USA Women's Hockey Team doing hockey clinics and academic session and cleaning up the grounds around the park. Uh, and we're doing lots of green projects across the country. We're planting trees with Arbor Day Foundation. Uh, so that's, you know, a sampling, but everything from coding boot camps, wiring community centers, reading programs, I mean, it really is a day where our people show up, and we're just glad to, to, to get into communities where, where we bring it together. Yeah, and a trend we've seen, Delilah, and you've, I believe, mentioned this uh, maybe on our panels when we heard it from you, is that this is becoming more, more and more important to your employees, um, that employees are caring more about impact than ever. Definitely. You know, I mean, there, was a, there was a spike in volunteerism a while ago, and it started to decline. And you see people both through the workplace and at home really stepping up their level of civic engagement. Yep. I mean, it's what people are demanding from their companies, and we're glad to have such an incredible infrastructure at scale to offer that.
That is awesome. So I'm curious, what what what's that appetite the other 364 days a year? So outside of CARES Day, you know, these employees, I imagine, are coming home with huge smiles on their faces, feeling great about their employer, feeling great about the impact they made in the community. You know, do they have to wait the whole year to do it again? Or are there programs that Comcast is doing throughout the year to sort of increase that, you know, maximizing that, you know, employee excitement and community impact? Definitely. I mean, one of the one of our longstanding programs is working with a number of uh, organizations that do mentoring. So we've been glad to partner with Big Brothers Big Sisters around the country. Um, we have just under 20 sites where employees are going in with kids once a month throughout the entire year to offer leadership, expose them to, to experiences outside of the school, tutoring, coaching, etc. So I think mentoring is one of those that most of our employees can step up to. Um, but I think for volunteerism and service, I mean, our, our head of HR, in fact, Bill Strahan, posted an incredible piece on LinkedIn today talking about just how service helps to build culture. Uh, and I think when you bring people to Together. They have these authentic experiences, they're dynamic, they're organic, and it really is focused on issues that our employees care about. Um, they're going to get engaged more than just one day of the year. So while I think it's, it's probably the time of year everybody else is seeing what Comcast is doing and we're proud to wear our green shirts, the fact is you can step into any Comcast site around the country and you're going you're gonna to feel that energy and we're very proud for that to be part of our DNA. So Delilah, I want to pivot a little bit around this because I think you, you've told this great story about volunteerism and how it builds a culture. One of the things that we've heard from other companies we've had on the show is that they are um, playing a role in supporting social entrepreneurship, impact investing, and innovation. Um, and they're, they're doing it for a number of reasons. Some of this is that they are trying to drive innovation and then so that they can bring it into their company later. Some of this is just really understanding that they can use um, investment dollars and have funds that, that they use to invest in communities or social enterprises. Is, is, that, uh, is Comcast doing anything like that? Sure. I can talk a little bit about our focus on on innovation. In fact, just this February, we hosted a number of social impact executives and social entrepreneurs here to Philadelphia because it's been such a beacon for a lot of that activity. We're fortunate to have so many companies that subscribe to the B Corp mentality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think what we know and what anybody knows who's been working in, in the public sector and focused on social issues is that innovation is necessary if we're going going to move forward. Yep. We can't continue to address the same social issues the way we did 10 years ago if we want to see transformative change. So we're always looking for new ideas. And I think sometimes those new ideas are coming from social enterprises, and sometimes they're coming from organizations that have been on the ground for 50-plus years, and they're really just creating that environment for change. You know, you have to want – it's not just about serving more people. It's about serving people better, right, to really drive impact. And I think that's important to us. We don't want Comcast Cares Day to be one experience, one touch point. We want to make sure we're touching those children and that they're able to draw on their experience two years from now, five years from now, if we're supporting a job training program. We want to make sure that those individuals are, again, having a great experience through that course, but that they actually get placed and that they get on this path to economic mobility. So I think social entrepreneurship and innovation is certainly a part of that. It can't be all that we do, but it's a, it's a a great extension of our work. Yeah, and one of those ways that we've seen innovation showing up so powerfully is 
companies leveraging what they're experts at for impact. And so can you tell us a little bit about how Comcast is using its sort of core business competencies? It's, um, you know, the, the nuts and bolts of what makes your business successful to drive impact. Definitely. I mean, I think one thing that people know about Comcast is we are fortunate to sit at the intersection of media and technology. So when I think of the talent that lies in that space, the reach we have with our media and the incredible technology, I mean, we have a lot we can offer to nonprofits. A lot of times it is falling in that technology category. So we've worked with a number of nonprofits who are using technology in innovative ways. So that's been been one place where we see a lot of that connection. Um, but also, sometimes it's about a nonprofit that's looking to tell its story, and we're able to add support there. We've worked with HopeWorks in Camden just outside of the Philadelphia area last year, and they have an incredible program where they're teaching students about website development and design, and they work with employers directly so that, one, their curriculum is is meeting the needs, right, for the employees that they want to hire, but also that those students end up being successful at the end of the day and getting leadership skills and mentorship skills as well. So we've been glad to help them pull together stories that really bring HopeWorks to life for lots of employers as well as their students uh, and to provide them support on that journey. Uh, But I definitely see it a lot with the technology that we offer. And again, everything from participating in Hour and Code to offering tech boot camps, helping people understand how to better navigate the internet through internet essentials and beyond. Um, That's what we really do well here. So how um, how did you select HopeWorks? What was the kind of process and thinking and evaluation, because I'm sure there are many, many, many organizations that would have loved to have you know, been involved with you in that way. How did you select them? There are a couple of different ways, actually, that HopeWorks came to our attention. They were part of a national challenge we had called Tech Impact All-Stars, where we work with a fabulous organization by the name of Nationswell. And basically, yes, yes. we did uh, a call for proposals around the country, people making incredible change. Again, a combination of social entrepreneurs, people who were very new. Um, and, you know, in fact, there were several teenagers who had invented several yeah. products as well to address social issues as part of that mix, but also establish organizations like HopeWorks. And I think a couple different things. And I would advise people to sort of uh, subscribe to Nationswell. It's a great, it's a great read. Absolutely. And we have uh, a council here in Philly that I've been fortunate to be a member of. And I think a lot of great conversations have have come out of the work they've done. Um, So HopeWorks was one, one of those on the finalist list for a couple of different reasons. So what we've been trying to do here is uh, most people know about our commitment to Internet Essentials. We've been able to connect 4 million individuals around the country, which is fabulous, Um, about 125,000 right here in Philadelphia. But we know that the connection alone is not going to be enough to set someone on a path to economic mobility. So we really do like to work with organizations who are helping to increase digital skills for people. And HopeWorks in Camden Camden is doing a great job with that. Again, they reached out to a slew of employers. They asked about the positions they had the hardest time to fill, um, and many of them were in website development, help desk, IT support type work. They put together curriculums, and then they work with both young people and adults, uh, pulling them through training, getting them in front of that employer, and getting them placed. So one, I think 
there was a lot in their model in terms of working directly with employers, making some changes, piloting some new ideas that really stood out. Um, and they have a credible leader in Dan Roten. So we were, we were glad to partner with him on that yeah. front. And I think that's what, what stood out for us. Um, and of course, it's great that he's, he's not too far from our, our hometown. But there were several, several change makers as part of that set. Felicia Hatcher uh, down in Miami with Code Fever uh, and really uh, uh, the founder of Black Tech Week and doing a lot of great work there was another example. Um, so really incredible group of, of partners working in that space. Excellent. And Cheryl touched on it. You know, I can't imagine the challenge it is to have your job in selecting yes. which organizations yes. Comcast gets to work with. Yeah, there's so many great, great so organizations. So many great out ones, there. tons of whom can benefit from improvements in technology and things like this. So imagine you're in high demand. Um, and, and as a result, you've got a rich portfolio of awesome work that's happening with groups from HopeWorks to huge, you know, national organizations like Big Brothers, Big Sisters, you referenced. How are you measuring impact? Um, and, and what sort of are the key metrics that you are tracking and looking to to be able to report on and, um, and assess how successful Comcast is being in this work? Sure. And I know that, you know, this is something your team focuses on a lot. Just the notion of impact measurement has mm -hmm. really been uh, just the leading, one of the leading conversations for those of us who work in this sector. Um, I mean, one thing I think that people don't often do when they're thinking about measuring this work is thinking about what their goals are in the beginning. Some people just go straight to metrics and forget mm -hmm. about the broader objectives. And yeah. I think that's a myth uh, that some philanthropists definitely um, sort of are burdened by at the end of the day. But I think for us, um, I mean, it's it's definitely measurement on, on all fronts, but also you have to walk into the situation knowing that you're not going to be able to measure everything, but you certainly want to have some key indicators along the way. Um, so for our volunteerism efforts, obviously it's easy to measure the things like how many hours, right. how many people are out there, how many organizations we're touching, um, but we try to make sure that we're, we're flipping that around a bit and looking at the specific impact we're having. You know, we're dollars saved as part of that process because we had our team teams out there with beach cleanups on the digital skills piece I mentioned and working with an organization like HopeWorks, it's not enough to say they put 50 people through that training program, but six months later, how many of those trainees were actually placed? You know, 18 months later, how many of those uh, students were able to increase their income or access more training, et cetera, to make sure they're truly on a path of economic mobility and that the benefits of the work we supported didn't end the day that training end, ended. So um, again, there are, no, there are no metrics that are perfect, but we try to, again, support our, the, support our partners and our grantees on thinking about the impact that they're trying to have, making sure those goals align with ours, and then each year getting a little bit better at, at thinking through how we track that. Got First it. starting with engagement and participation, but obviously looking more longer term when we can. But it's certainly a work in process. Yeah. And I want to shift to talking a little bit about the impact, the social impact that happens with your employees. Um, we talked to our, our first guest about this. Not only how are you making positive social impact in the world, but how are you making it sort of, quote unquote, at home with your employees? 
And I'm always curious in big, big companies like Comcast, how that works sort of at the executive level. And so, you know, how are you collaborating with human resources on the positive social impact of having great health care for your employees or, you know, continued educational opportunities? So can you tell us about how Comcast is thinking about social impact when it comes to their people? Kind of like being a great place to work? Is that? Yeah. Okay. Sure. I mean, we've been fortunate, um, and it's not that we do this for awards, but we've been fortunate to be on top of lists produced by LinkedIn, Fortune, Diversity, Inc., just for those very values and principles about it being a great place to work and about the experience here. And I'll just say in my two years as an employee, I see so much more of that, obviously, on the inside than I do on uh, on the outside. We have employee resource groups here, and while many companies do, we have tens of thousands of people that get engaged, and not only are they focused on how to bring together various conversations in the workplace that affect their communities, uh, but they also have a plan each year that they pull together on how they're going to be impacting uh, community service outside of our walls, how they can be supportive of each other as it relates to career. Uh, just this week, in fact, we kicked off our ERG mentoring program that takes many of our ERG leaders and matches them up with senior leaders across the company. What's ERG? Leadership, mentorship and guidance. What's ERG? Sorry, employee, employee resource groups. Gotcha. Okay. And so employee affinity groups. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay. And we have several here. The Women's Network. I'm proud to be the one of the sponsors for the Black, Exec, Black Employee Network, uh, Unidos, et cetera. So we have several that cover a number of different segments, um, out, et cetera. And they're just, one, the, the, the employees that tend to, join these initiatives, they're catalysts, right? For each one of them, uh, you can get your message out to 50 to 100 other additional employees because of the energy they bring. Uh, And they're just, you know, they're raising their hand to say they want to be engaged. And I think starting with them has been a great place to work as well. Uh, Not only are they engaged here, but they're engaged outside of Comcast as well. Board service is another way that people get leadership experience outside of the company that does ultimately translate to their roles here. We also track the the progress as it relates to promotions and new opportunities and how many of them are afforded that as well. So that's just one segment, Um, but we're very, very partly, very tightly partnered with HR. And I mentioned earlier, but the incredible piece by Bill Strahan today really speaks to that, just this whole notion of how culture eats strategy and by bringing people together for these unique, organic experiences that are authentic, it really can help to build and shape a culture for change. That's fantastic. You are listening to Dollars and Change on Business Radio, Series XM 111. I just want to remind our listeners, we're talking to Delilah Wilson-Scott from Comcast about what impact looks like in their communities and in their organization. You can join the conversation at one eight four four wharton if you wanted to jump in and join us. So we're, we're coming to the last, last third of this, the conversation here. I think we talked about where Comcast has been and what makes it great. I'm curious where, where this work is going. So Delilah, can you tell us a little bit more about um, what's up next for Impact at Comcast? 
I think one thing I can say about being at Comcast is no matter how much we've achieved, um, it's never enough. We're always trying to raise the bar, and our community impact work is, is just as important as what we do as a business overall. So I think you'll continue uh, to hear us talk about not only just the scale of our work, but more importantly, the impact, how we're measuring that, how we're talking about that, um, some of the longer-term studies for the things we've launched just a few years ago. So I think we're just excited to, to see that really come together, whether it's digital inclusion, skills, how we think about social innovation and entrepreneurship. I think you'll see Comcast on the forefront in, in those areas, without a doubt. So, Delilah, what, can you give me an example of, of a, a organization or, or an innovation that sort of makes you hopeful for where things are heading? I mean, you know, I think there's innovations that happen in our space all the time, and they don't necessarily always get the great coverage as, um, you know, some new technology feature, but I do think it's pretty exciting. One thing I think that ties it together is um, just what we're doing with Xfinity Home and our connected suite of products here. Uh, so with Xfinity Home right now, it's everything from home security. We make it easy to connect all of your devices, regardless of, of where you purchase them or what brand, so that you can have everything kind of through one platform. And so while it sounds like a feature that most of us can enjoy, you can think about someone or an individual with a disability or someone who has spent a good portion of their life being dependent on others uh, to do these basic sort of home activities, and now to be able to do that to, through one platform, that's incredibly liberating. Um, and so that's, again, a technology innovation that we're making at a business, making from a business perspective that obviously makes good business sense, but it also really touches uh, an incredible segment and growing segment, I might add, of the population in terms of people with disabilities. Mm. Um, so that's, that's one place. I don't think that all the innovations necessarily, you know, come out of the product space. There's also many public sector innovations, people using technology to make access to resources simpler, um, and also just with smartphone penetration, even in low-income communities, uh, many services uh, are now available and just, again, much easier to use than having to go through traditional you know, paper trails that are still common today, but not as common as they were 20 years ago. And so I think had, we're seeing a lot of that. Yeah, and we've had several folks on our show, and, and I have also talked to people for whom the uh, use of technology enables uh, an easier ability to track what recipients are doing, how much they're using an education app, for instance, and Absolutely. sending them texts. You know, so and, I think and for you to be able to individualize uh, yes. the service if you have that data, right. right? Even teachers being able to do that. Yeah, yeah. So technology. I'm a big tech fan. Yeah. No, <laughs> so. and, and I'm and I'm curious. How you know how that looks organizationally? Cheryl knows my my brain's always in the operations. So you get a, a product like this Xfinity Home, the, the the integration of those tech tools, and you referenced this big upside for individuals with disabilities being able to, um, you know, turn on lights and set alarms and things like that with with their phone that can provide tremendous value. How does you know how does your role and your part of the organization? interface with the design team and the tech team to maximize the, the social impact of those advancements? 
Well, we're very fortunate, as you can imagine, to have a team of engineers who are thinking about new new ways and new features all the time. But with that one in particular um, and several other uh, products in the pipelines, one of the things that we've done is being able to bring community groups in to test products and see products in advance and offer insight into them. Uh, we take a number of different groups, including the young people we work with through our innovation lab here and in other places across the country. So you get that exposure, uh, but you also get, you know, some some unfiltered feedback on how we can make it better and and how there might be a feature or benefit that they see that we didn't necessarily see from the beginning. So I think that when you open that that process up, you obviously end up with a a better product. That's great. That's user experience testing. And some people have done uh, a lot of that work with people who are uh, elderly, right, mm-hmm. and technology, because their Definitely, their needs right? are because different. If you haven't grown up with it, if right. you aren't your classic uh, digital native, um, it's not necessarily going to be your first go-to as you think of solutions. In fact, it can be scary and 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 cumbersome uh, before you actually get on the platform. So uh, the elder population is, is certainly key in that. Excellent. Well, this is this has been fascinating stuff um, for for listeners who. Um, want to check out the work that's going to be happening on Comcast Cares Day, whether they're in Philadelphia or other cities where Comcast has a presence. Where do they look? Absolutely. Over 20 countries, a thousand projects or something for everybody. So please come join us. Excellent. And are there opportunities for community members to come join you? Absolutely. A big part of the day is not only employees bringing their friends and families, but many of our community partners stand by our side, and and that's the best part. Excellent. Well, we will remind folks to go check out the Comcast website. I'm sure you can find Comcast on social media as well to be able to check out where things will be happening. And I'm, I might not, I might not have asked the obvious question. What day, when is this day? What day? <laughs> Saturday, April 21st, uh, we have activities that lead up to it and after it, but the, the big day, the big celebratory day is definitely this coming Saturday, uh, and please share your stories with us, join one of our many projects. Uh, we're just excited, and like I said, we're going to be reaching a million volunteers this time around, so it's, uh, it's certainly a special yeah. time. We'll be our looking for those green shirts day. all over Philadelphia. Absolutely. Excellent. Absolutely. You see some green shirts. Green shirt just jump in. There you go. Delilah Wilson-Scott, SVP of Community Investment at Comcast. Thank you so much for being with us on the show today. We're going to take a quick break, but when you come back, we're going to have our open segment. So give us a call at 1-844-WHARTON. That's 1-844-942-7866 to join the conversation. Otherwise, you just have to listen to Cheryl and I talk. Uh, (laughs) But we'll be recapping all we've learned from our guests, talking about some social impact in the news, um, and hopefully hearing from some of you. So thanks for listening. This is Cheryl and Sandy on Dollars and Change. We'll be back soon. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play. 